season four finals. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hi, everybody. It's Roxy. Hi, there. I'm Prisco. And we are the, the two, two party bit emotion right now because i just think about like yeah we do put a lot of effort into this podcast and recording and you know everything and and you know this podcast has been a part of our adult lives but adulting has become super adulting this year super adulty yeah i feel like we've hit a new level of adulty that four years ago us could not have pictured you know what i mean (laughs) like what were you thinking about four years ago i think we were just trying to survive the trauma that we were living in i just thought about like it can't get worse than this i'm not saying that this is any worse but i feel like the challenges have expanded yeah in yeah. some ways and maybe we're just better at handling them but also we need <laughs> time and space i don't know we, i mean did we get better at handling them i don't, I don't know. know i mean that's what this this episode is about this finale episode's about i think maybe what it is is we have learned how far our limits of dealing with trauma can go Like, we've learned how internally expansive we can be in terms of, like, dealing with more and more trauma and being stretched and being stretched and being stretched psychologically, financially, physically, all of it. We've been stretched socially. We've been stretched so far. um, And it seems like it doesn't stop. Like, you know, it seems like it doesn't stop. But I think through that process, we've learned a lot about ourselves. Henry David Thoreau had a quote. And I wanted to (laughs) see... The master of simplicity. Here we go. Okay. And I wanted to ask if you agreed with this. Okay. And he said, um, things don't change. We do. I think that, I think that both are possible. I think there are universal truths that don't change. So if that's what he was talking about, if that's the reading of the text, then then I understand what he's saying. There's certain universal truths that are are immovable, I, I think, to a certain extent. Right. But I think that we are living, our entire existence as millennials has been about rapid change technologically, yes. which has also lended itself to social changes. Yes. And our brains are not equipped to deal with the onslaught of it. And we have no guidance. And I think right. that is the difference between maybe Gen Z and, and millennials mm-hmm. is that there is at least some sort of guidance. True, true, true. I consider millennials like the really cool and burnt out older brother and Auntie, sister, yeah, okay, you know, just yeah. whoever, you know, just, just like, we will carry, the, we will shoulder the burden because yes, we're so used to it, but yes. we want them to thrive, you We know? do want them to thrive, and yeah. they can make fun of us all they want. It's fine. We love them. <laughs> you know, I'm used to we're it. Here, it doesn't yeah. even fucking matter anymore. We are dinosaurs, and that's okay, you know? Uh, are, do you see them in a museum? <laughs> no. <laughs> we're special. Oh my god, I know. People I see, pay to see us. I, like, literally see, what is it, like, the giant, like, orange, cool, like, the transparent, like, Mac. Yes. Or yes. MacBooks or no the Max the Max like the Max. yeah yeah that's what we came up on the like, legally blonde like Max thank you like we have the Carrie Bradshaw Max they like, have give them in museums us. now it's crazy it's yeah. crazy they we have a are dinosaurs in a museum we're literally mu- we're literally dinosaurs <laughs> yeah and like I think it's great because we're still alive we're still kicking and we are remnants of a previous time. <laughs> And we are constantly here to learn and grow. We knew what analog was like. Right? What the analog era was like. We know what the file folder actually looked like. IRL. We got paper cuts on that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, Prisca, I just got to say... I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little sweet here, but it's, it's always like, I'm being real, real. Like, it's always such an honor to like do a finale episode with you because I just, I'll have to tell you that two horny goats is like my safe space, my (sighs) fun space. And like getting, even though I feel like we go through these intense up and down conversations. So much. But there's no one I would rather share this with. And at the end of the day, like, I'm just so happy that we get to share our friendship yeah. like with the goatees and to an audience um, that gives us just as much feedback, you know, and it's such a privilege to walk down this path with you every single year. Okay. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I literally feel that 
every year we get better and better. And and through this podcast, our friendship is allowed to grow and transform in different ways. Yes. That, you know, maybe we would have gotten there when by the time we were 70 or 80. But now we have we've done it in such a condensed way. Yeah. Like we've sped it up times 10. (laughs) And even the other day, like I was um, a shout out to my friend Paul Date, who had an album come out called Healing. Yes. Congrats, Paul. But um, during... I was kind of like uh, moderating the panel for uh-huh. his for his listening party, uh-huh. and even right before I was like trying to center myself, and I'm like, wait, okay, what would you be energetically if Roxy were here with you? Mm-hmm. And that's how I had to kind of like find my place, you know what I mean? Because you bring something so joyous out of me, and you bring you make me feel so safe, and you're so inquisitive, and you're so open, Aww. and even if you yell at me for asking a personal question, you never <laughs> <do> not. <laughs> You don't ever not engage. You always engage with me and you have helped me find, you have helped me find my voice in a way that I could not have without you. Same, babe. I love you. you. (laughs) And I feel like in this finale episode, we're going to be talking about this year because this year has been major for me and for you. And I feel like Two Horny Goats has always been my sounding board. Yeah. And you know? Roxy brought this up. She she was, you know, I kind of had ideas for topics, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, why don't we just talk about the ways in which we've changed? And she was like, because you've changed a lot. Yeah, you did. And I, it took me, it took me a second yeah, to let did. it sink in because we've gone through a lot this year. Yeah. And we are different than we were a year ago for some ways better, some ways worse. Just kidding. We never get worse. We only get better. We only get better. But, you know, I, yeah. I think what a great time to, like, stop and reflect. And for for our goatees, we hope it's a moment for you to stop and reflect, too. And just look, take stock of this year. And, you know, on my um, home screen right now, it's basically a quote that, like, you know, 2023 is, like, three quarters of the way over. What are you going to do with the last quarter of the year? Mm-hmm. Like, be intentional about who you spend your time with. Yeah. Be intentional about what you offer your energy to. And mm-hmm. I feel that this is a really good moment to do that with us. Yeah, because you realize that your energy is really fucking precious. Also, I think it's humbling getting older and really realizing that your energies are limited. You know, it's different than when we were younger in our 20s. Like, we didn't know how to ration out our energy. Like, this weekend I did two gigs. And albeit, like, they were very physically taxing. And they were back to back. They were back to back, one after the other. Like, one one the night before and then one in the mid-afternoon the yeah. next day. But in the past, I would have done that in my sleep. That would have been no problem. That would have been a normal Tuesday. Yeah. But... I realized, oh my goodness, it, I literally got home and like passed out for 12 hours. I was so exhausted yeah. because I'm older now. I have less reserves of energy. So I have to be way more intentional about what I put it towards. Totally. And like this morning, I taught my first class of the term, which was a three hour lecture. And then. <laughs> No big deal. Just Professor Roxy coming in here, shaping the minds of the next generation. Sorry, NBD. Excuse me. Excuse me coming through. Excuse me. Excuse me, Professor Roxy coming through. Also, I was like, because I'm traveling this week, and and next week, Prisca's going to be leaving with Abe to go to Seattle for their Seattle tour for Cambodia Rock Band, you know? And so we just really had to, we really wanted to be together for this finale episode, and I'm like, this is the time to do it. So I buckled down, you know? And I drove here, and then we we did like... Fucking traffic. Yeah, we are doing this episode. We did a part, you know, the finance episode also earlier today. And I was telling Prisca, I'm like, man, I just think about how you can do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's what pulled me through is because oh, I man. see you do this all the time. Like the commute, the rehearsals, the social battery, like all of that. And I just thought if Prisca can do it, so can you, Roxy. Like, <laughs> you can do it. You but can do it. You, you know? know what gets me through things? Thinking about you on set, bossing up and just like being so hyper focused for not days, not weeks, but months on end yeah. for like 12, 14, 16 hour days, yeah. depending on the, like that sometimes pulls me through really tough sessions. Really? Because like that. Oh we think about each we other. We think about each other. <laughs> because sometimes when I'm in the studio and I'm like, oh my God, like my back is not holding my body up anymore. I'm like, well, yeah. Roxy, she's still got to be a leader in these moments. She's still got to have the wherewithal to make creative calls. Mm. She's still got to like, you know, mitigate any onset drama. Like you're, you're, you're dealing with all of it, you know? 
That's only in those times. The rest of the year, I don't even want to bother. But they're right? so intense. They it's are very so intense. intense. It takes a lot out of you. And yeah. it goes back to saying that we are not the same anymore. And I think we have to accept that. And that's why I'm so eager to open up and dive into those changes and lessons this year. So today's episode, the topic of today's episode is just simple. It's three lessons. Three lessons. And we're going to exchange. We're going to go Roxy, myself, Roxy, myself, Roxy, myself, and just share one lesson at a time that we've learned this year. And if you would like to join us just separately as well, if you want to take down a journal and also write down your three lessons this year, you're also here with us as well. Yeah, this would be a great time to pause and just write down your three lessons and take a moment to be really mindful because how often do we get to stop and be mindful? I myself am such a a culprit of just constantly being on my phone and Mm -hmm. constantly being somehow engaged mentally on things that don't matter like you know timothy chamelay and oh yeah i'm triggered by that too i gotta be honest i get triggered by that too it's just the oddity of it but you know what i'm saying like just take a moment to be mindful hit pause do some breathing write some lessons that you've learned we literally took the time to do that just before this so we welcome you to do that right now if you'd like shall we get started let's get started lesson number one What's your lesson? Okay. This year, as all of you goatees know, I've been very much so on my own mm-hmm. in an LDR. If you want to hear more about it, go listen to our long distance relationship episodes, yeah. which I think are honestly masterpieces. Yes. Um, stepping into my independence. Okay. Flexing my muscle to be alone and less codependent. Yes. It has been... Honestly, uh, one of the hardest things I've done, but one of the most rewarding things I've done. What was rewarding about it? Because I know how hard it is for you. you it, know? it was, it was yeah. really hard. Yeah, for you. I think what was so rewarding was it's kind of like literally like working out. Like the first couple of weeks, you're like, your arms are so sore. Mm-hmm. You're shaking for every exercise. Mm-hmm. You, you don't look good yet. Like, you know, everything's kind of a mess and you feel horrible. Um, and then as you progress, one day you pick up a weight that three weeks ago you picked up and it's, it's light. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So I feel that the rewarding thing is feeling the lightness of things and feeling my, feeling myself just be, doubly confident in my own abilities, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and pushing through struggles that I maybe would just, you know, pawn off to Abe or something, you right. know, pushing through those right, struggles. Right, 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 Like if there's a spider in the room, bitch got to kill the spider. You know, I, I there's nobody else. I, I have to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, just dealing with like, even like you talked about being, uh, in the hurricane by yourself, mm-hmm. even just having this whole house to maintain by myself. It was like horrifying. It's yeah. so much. But I think a year ago it would have been really like scary. But this time I was like, okay, like, you know, I picked up water, got some canned goods and I hunkered down with, you know, I, with myself. And I, I was okay because I built that muscle up. And so I think that was really rewarding. Yeah. And I even noticed like with Abe and I, like, I'm not looking to him for his every reaction. You know, I, I'm just able to like move through the world and we're able to move through the world together and there's less anxiety and it's not, you know, and it's not on him and it's not on me. It's just like when you become codependent as a couple, there are things that you need to kind of like, I think having this space apart from each other really helped us solidify ourselves and strengthen ourselves. And it's hard because like long distance relationships, it's like you spend so much time physically apart. Then when you're together, you're like, we need to spend all this time together to make up for it. Right. And it takes, it has... I think that was, that's been one of the challenges recently is like every time he comes back, it takes slightly longer and longer for him to psychologically come home and, and leaving room for that. I feel like I had a really anxious attachment about it, especially the first few locations, just to be totally transparent. Like when he came back from Houston, I think I had this anxious attachment that we needed to click right back ASAP and same with Berkeley. But I do think that what, what we've learned over this past year is like when he came back from D.C., like I understood that there was going to be time. Yeah. That he needed. Transitional periods. Yeah. Right? And I was less afraid about it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like anxious, like trying to 
uh, trying to barnacle on him or trying to force him to be who he was Mm -hmm. and forcing myself back Mm -hmm. to who I was, Mm -hmm. I think we both have learned, not perfectly, because we still fought the first two weeks he was home. Let's be real, you know? But I think we both learned how to give each other a little bit of critical distance and also hearing the same arguments come through, realizing, ah, there's a pattern. You know, there's a pattern here. Dude, that is tremendous growth, Prisca. That is tremendous growth. It's like, that's like having a lot of emotional maturity Mm. to be able to step back and be like, oh, I expect I want this outcome. I have an expectation of this, right? Right. And just to have enough wisdom to be like, well, we didn't share that space while we were separated long term. Yeah. Let's be gentler because our patterns have shifted. Right. You know, so it's like... and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of compassion on both ends. For sure. To make that work. It's it's super hard because you both become um you both build your muscle in being independent, but then mm-hmm. you both then have to relearn how to be together Oof. while still maintaining your strength. You know what I mean? It's it is difficult, but I'm 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 glad we went through it. But part of why I'm going to Seattle is, you know, I want to finish out their run together with him, but I also want to be there. I want to be together again. <laughs> Literally this whole yeah. year, you've, you guys have been apart been this entire year. Entire year. Yeah. Since November. So, you know, it'll be 10 months, Holy basically. Holy fuck. And it was really difficult. And a lot of things were hard. But this last time he went to D.C., it, it, I cried the first day. And I was totally okay, you know, because I found... I found somewhere that I can center point on. Yeah. It's like being on point. It's um, like being on point. Being Literally, on point. And it's like you're rooting yourself. You're not expecting a partner to root you down. You're not yeah. expecting someone else to do it for you. Yeah. It's like you are fully trusting yourself to overcome any challenge that comes your way. Yeah. Becoming the fucking Sunday. Yes. And Abe's the cherry. There you go. And then and Abe's I love his him. own Sunday. There he's his own Sunday. Like you guys are literally double decker Sundays. There we go. Instead of being one Sunday of Various An amalgamation, yeah, yeah like, you unclear. Know, you can't even who. taste the flavors differently, right? You know right, what I'm right. saying? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I 100 appreciate you saying that. So that's my first lesson. Holy fuck, that's a good one. Thank you. I'm What's so your, proud of you. Thank you. I love you. I What's love you. your first lesson. Um, this this big theme of this year for me has been retreat. Okay, and it's a powerful year for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I really want to talk about this, about my growth because I used to feel that if I wasn't responding to everybody, if I wasn't constantly engaged with yeah. or interacting with my mm-hmm. community and the society around me that I would become, um, what is it? Um, just what's that word? Irrelevant. Yeah. Not, not mm-hmm. irrelevant. Like I almost would cease to exist. Mm-hmm. And I was really afraid of ceasing to exist. I remember previous Roxy, every time I'd see you, you'd be like, I had lunch with this person. I had dinner with this person. I went to this thing. I went to this opening. And then, then I went to this. And then one of the, this, it was like constantly like our catch-ups would be a rundown of the people you'd seen recently. Mm-hmm. And now every time I see you, you're like, I don't do anything. I just stay home. And I, don't, I couldn't I be don't, happier. I don't, and I find so much joy in it. Mm-hmm. I find joy in not drinking. I find joy in not scrolling on mm-hmm. TikTok. I find like, it's, it, it's, it's so weird to feel like this, like on the other side of the coin when the version that i was reckoning with even just last year was so different Hmm. and i think it's because this year i experienced a lot of trauma as well you know like just whatever i went through in newfoundland and um coming back from that and being with myself and thinking is it okay that i just work this one job this year you know is it okay that i just sit and do nothing for the rest of the year you know and then attaching this with like the finance conversation Mm -hmm. our previous episode because a lot of that forces all of these issues to collide into one another Mm. and also and you know if you're listening to this and i haven't responded to you please don't take it personally yeah but it's like i've i've retreated so much from socializing Mm -hmm. um because i just feel that I'm so much happier mm. without it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have friends, obviously. Yeah. Like, I have my close friends, but I just don't want, I think it's also because of my growing disdain for the current state of the film industry. Yeah. Like I am not interested in that anymore. Like I just, yeah. I love to create my work and my storytelling, but only from me, yeah. like the way I want to do it. And that's why this year of retreat is so powerful because I've never felt this good about myself mm. 
ever. Fuck. Until I did this. You know what's crazy from a third party perspective as your best friend? Yeah. Is I sometimes think when you learn a lesson in one aspect of your life, you apply it to others. And I think that I remember a year a year ago, your agent or your manager being like, you you just got to sit and wait for the big fish. Mm-hmm. Don't don't anxiously take 500 here, 5000 here, 1000 there, whatever. Yeah. Don't do yeah. it. Wait for the big fish. And I feel like the lessons you learned are probably twofold. It's like you got that big fish. Yeah. It wasn't exactly what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like, I think you let something go. I saw you let something go inside of you of this, like, the the idea of yeah. what it meant to have this bigger project. Mm-hmm. And then, two, I think you really started to learn your worth. Yeah. And you've you've transferred that not only in your professional life, but energetically to your social life. Yes. Yes. I, I, I released it all. I think I released expectation because mm-hmm. I think that... Of course, it's not a dig at old Roxy. No. I think I just did it because I she was, was learning. Yeah. You know, but I felt like so many relationships I've had, so many career shit that I've had was yeah. because I had an expectation. Right. And I, that's not fair to no. everyone else, everything else. Mm. So I just have to release it. And because I release it, I sit with myself in, in long periods of time. I, every time I leave my home, I don't know. Yeah, I could be agoraphobic at this point, but I, I leave my house and I like go to a coffee shop and I'm like, I like my home better. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I have made it. I made suited. it. Yeah. It's like my food, the food I make tastes better. Yeah. So, you know, like the, the food I make tastes better. Like Prisca's coffee tastes better than like the coffee we go out to have, you know, like, yeah, I just feel like we are mastering yeah. like our own skills. Like yeah. you are so chefy. Mm. you could fucking open a restaurant you know what i mean <laughs> i mean i i see i know what you mean though there's some times where obviously there are things that are way beyond my skill set but there are basic things that i feel i make better than yeah i can easily find excuse you know me what i, I mean? would eat at your restaurant every <laughs> single day thank you but we've made a place of comfort for ourselves you know like your bed is probably I get it now when, like, my aunts, when we were younger and we'd go to a hotel, they were like, oh, I couldn't sleep because yes, it's not comfortable. exactly. And I was like, what are you talking about? Hotels, like, they're experts in, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. People sleeping. So yeah. obviously they're going to be the best. But when you get accustomed and you create a nest for yourself, yes. you create a safe space for yourself yes. where the lighting is just right, yes. the smells are just right, the pillow holds your neck, cradles your neck just right, the the blanket is the right level of thickness, yes. the sheets have the right amount of slide, the amount of, like, that thread count. takes work, bitch. It all takes work and now that you've like you've really just like you've optimized all of it why would you go any why would you why would you need to go anywhere else almost yeah so i just really love my retreatment era Mm -hmm. i would say more than past roxy would have acknowledged that she would like because i would judge this person hardcore and now that i'm on the other side i was like you had no idea what you're missing Mm -hmm. you know so that's the biggest takeaway i have because I mean, this is going to lead into my second lesson, but I just, I've never felt so good about myself. Mm. Mm. I've never felt so good about myself, Priscilla. Preach, mama. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. More into that for my second lesson. Okay. So let's throw it back to you. Okay. My second lesson. Here we go. This is really fun. I'm enjoying this so I much. Love this. I love this. <laughs> You're beautiful, by the way. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> uh, I think my lesson one also connects to lesson two because we're all connected interconnected Mm -hmm. but i feel that my second lesson is finding my center so that i can go into even very stressful situations fully myself yes you know because i used to be a wobbler if i go somewhere else i change Mm -hmm. i i mold i shape shift and i i I remember in my early 20s and i think you and i had talked about this Mm -hmm. i the common critique i would get from new friends is they always would say to me, like, I feel like I can't ever get to know you because you're so different in every situation. Mm-hmm. And that was so hurtful at the time because I think I'm a people pleaser. I was, you know, I was bullied for a time and I really wanted to learn how to get along with people. Yeah. And in my early 20s, I became really good at making first impressions. I yes. could make friends anywhere I went, yeah. but had a tough time bridging the gap between acquaintances and close friends Mm -hmm. because I would 
change myself to fit who I was with. Yeah. Um, so often that I didn't even know who the spinning top of myself was, you know, I didn't even know what I actually looked like or liked or wanted. Do you feel like you were just doing a live improv show? Constantly. Yeah. Yes. Yes, And yes. And give me a suggestion. That's where I'm from now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a straight point. (laughs) You're just like gamifying. (laughs) You you remember me. I remember you like that. And I think now looking back, I recognize this desperation to be loved. Mm-hmm. But but then when you have that desperation, you go about seeking love in the wrong ways, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that is essentially where I was at and what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just, I like myself a lot. Yeah. I really, if you don't like me, that's okay. Yeah. Not that there aren't things I need, don't need to improve on. Yeah. There are. Yeah. But if I'm walking into, say, an audition, I'm myself. Yes. And if you're picking me, you're picking me. Yes. If I'm making new friends, I'm myself. If I'm going to a coffee shop, I'm myself. And that is such a huge fucking win for someone who was literally like spinning faces like like um like the guy in uh in a uh, fucking uh what's it nightmare before christmas yeah. the mayor yes like, yes, like, yes, yes yes constantly yes, spinning yes, head yes 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 so disconcerting you know what i mean and i'm not i'm not her anymore i don't need that doesn't belong to me i am centered in who i am i like who i am and i appreciate who i am i know what i can bring i know what i offer isn't it so great to be on the other side of the coin it's literally so nice it's so nice right like i know in the finance diaries i talked about this visualization exercise that i did yeah you should try that with like your younger self Mm. like like what she was wearing you Mm. know like what how she would respond talking to you like wow you know and and you know if she would be nervous to meet you she'll be excited to meet you she would judge you or she'll be like saying the right things but low-key judging you you know what i'm saying it's like if she if you were to take the form of someone else like physical form of someone else and you were to meet with 20 year old priscilla right you know and have a conversation with her and being that big sister to her you know i just think that's why i'm like man it's such a big year yeah you know like it's a year year of intense challenge like being independent Mm -hmm. like moving through your social circle Mm. and being like any shit that comes up i can move through it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i won't feel ashamed about it no and i think part of it too and i don't know because i'm obviously like we're both very sensitive people i'm very sensitive i remember being at that age like you're saying i'm picturing priscilla young priscilla yeah and i would feel judged by older people and it was less that they were judging me it's just that they could see my frenetic energy and my lack of centeredness they could see it and i thought i was hiding it well you know, or I didn't even know that that was happening. I thought I was approaching as authentically as I knew how to approach the situation um, yeah. with so many masks on. And I remember just feeling so frustrated when I was younger because I wanted these older folks to like me. I wanted my boss to like me. I wanted mentors. I want, but I also didn't understand what they might say to me or, yeah. or, and I just feel hurt and discouraged. Yeah. And now understanding a little bit more, you know, hopefully I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, I, I, I kind of understand what they were trying to guide me towards. Yeah. You know? And also, like, um, were you ever afraid, like, as a young kid, like, that you'll say the wrong thing, like, all the time? Always. Like, that's why I, like, I think you and I are, are a lot alike in this sense that we would become this frenetic, charismatic person. Yeah. Because it, I'll tell you all goatees. Some of you may know me and Prisca, like, just normally out, mm-hmm. you know, in public or whatever. And we are just charismatic fun people right <laughs> like let's be real but i'm ready tell for you, the charm bomb to explode i will tell you this is a part of who we are but also it's it's a learned skill set mm-hmm. you know it's a learned skill set to be such active listeners mm-hmm. you know to mirror people and like to make people feel comfortable mm-hmm. sometimes to our own detriment mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but it, it it isn't something that's just born or no. like something that's just the way we are like mm-hmm. we took work to become this way and now we are also learning to unlearn yeah. certain parts of it that doesn't serve us so, that's a great point yeah. that's such a great point and i think it comes from you know a, a youth of of people pleasing anxiety i think yeah i used to definitely be that kid in the classroom who overthought everything they said and would trip over their words and like be really afraid to be uh public facing in any way and and so had to learn through that um, and really push myself to 
to connect with people, to learn the right things to say, to learn what made people feel comfortable and not uncomfortable. Like yeah. it required a lot of uh, trial and error. Like I was just know? so afraid of fucking up. Yes. You know? And like, I know we're great public speakers now, but my voice used to shake. A Same. Few- yes. Yeah. I, and now we, our voices don't shake, right? Yeah. It, took, it took work to be here. Same way with your lesson. It's like finding that rootedness, finding that yes. groundedness, right? And finding, like, for my voice, I can't control my voice not shaking. That's no. not something I can fucking, like, act right. over. That's you why know? it's such a counterintuitive lesson that takes so many lessons to learn this lesson yeah. is how I feel. Because I, try- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I- <laughs> I tried for so many years to muscle my way to not having my voice shake, uh, to muscle my way mm, into um, being myself. But uh-huh. but it's like one of those like Bruce Lee like quotes like be water. Like you have to learn to accept yourself and know yourself before you can stand in yourself. Yes. Centered. It's some Zen shit, you know? <laughs> and, and it's a, a, a lot easier said than done so much yeah it took prisca and i a long time to get like i say we still struggle i say this as a way of like yeah what we learned this year but this has been years in the making i feel but i think like looking back on this year i'm like i'm proud of this person yeah like i could genuinely say that i'm proud of myself yeah like all of it i even feel like three years ago four years ago us we'd be like well i think we learned this. I don't really know, but you know, and, and we were there. That's where we were at. And today I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of us. We're just, yeah. This yeah. Is where, this I love is where it. We used at. to be so afraid of like saying the wrong things yeah. in the early days of the podcast. And now I feel like us now we look mm-hmm. back and listen to those episodes and we're like, it's totally fine that they exist. Yeah. You know, because that's who we were. That's who we were. And I'm honoring that. Yeah. You know, and we love them in a way that maybe we didn't love them then. Okay, Bronx. Capsules. What's your lesson number two? To go off on lesson number one, which is just about retreat and inner power. I'm so proud to say that I feel that I have cured my body dysmorphia. <sighs> Talk to me about this. I really love my body now. Mm. Like, and I'm also okay with like my skin. Mm-hmm. I'm also okay with like. Like, I, it's so strange because, you know, I'm still, it's not that, it, I, it was, it's so wild, like, being on the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Babe. <laughs> like, I used to feel like I was so ugly. <laughs> but this year, I think it's just, like, through so much of the work and the retreat, yeah. And like being gentle and being forgiving and like really disconnecting mm. has healed me a lot. Wow. And finally wearing things that really fit me, mm. you know, and like l- looking at myself in the mirror and thinking I'm really pretty. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I think I'm like, oh, I look good, you know, like. Mm. Yeah, my mom can comment on my pinball. They're like, well, it's there. Yeah. You know, and it used to like really bring me down. And I used to be like, well, why can't I fix it? Mm. Right. But I've been reading a lot of books, you know, about the myths of beauty and the myths of fat people and, you know, all the myths that make us hate ourselves. Mm. And I just don't hate myself anymore. And I don't feel ashamed of me not hating myself. Wow. You know, so that's probably my biggest one. That's fucking incredible. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? I love it. What was was for you in that process? Because this is the first I'm hearing of this. And I'm so fucking happy. Thank you. I'm happy like in a place so deep inside me. Like I'm almost shaking. Like I'm so happy for you. But what was the last curtain to, to drop for you? Like what was the last veil to fall in terms of like being able to step across that i don't know Mm -hmm. i genuinely don't know and i think it's uh i think uh also tiktok really helps Mm -hmm. you guys like i think (laughs) of course you have to limit your tiktoking Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you can't doom scroll but i feel that what gen z is doing Mm -hmm. is so fucking great in terms of inclusiveness Mm -hmm. and 
being pop and like seeing fat people who can dance well and mm. seeing like athletes who are fat and like yeah. seeing beautiful people who are fat or like have not perfect skin mm. or like not perfect hair mm. and like all the expectations that us as women have put on ourselves mm. you know and i just i just feel so genuinely happy because i feel that all that shit that i was telling myself no one sees me like that Mm-mm. no one cares that i have a giant double chin no one cares that like my boobs are gigantic you're beautiful you know it's mm-hmm. like people that say oh roxy with a huge tits like no one says that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so uh i think i'm he- genuinely healing from my internalized fat phobia mm. you know i'm making you know i'm making friends of all different body sizes which i know wow. that is a huge yeah like, that's a huge like i don't know result or reward of like yeah. this whole process so well and it's it's so crazy because it's similar to the last one where it's like you couldn't learn this lesson unless you learn the lesson before and the one before and the one before it's an onion yeah there's and- an onion in this room <laughs> we're um, cutting onions. yeah and like you know our fat phobia episode from before that was three years ago now yeah and like where you are today is different and but you needed that roxy to become this roxy you know true well we're gonna take a little break we're gonna let roxy uh... blow her nose Thank you for following us along on these three life lessons that we've learned this year. We'll be right back. nodding along while listening to two horny goats we we totally get that we might not always agree on everything but we're aimed at approaching each conversation with as much safety balance and compassion as we can if you're enjoying this pod please share it with a friend share it over lunch share it while you're in the car together share it when you don't want to talk just listen to us so that we completely infiltrate your mind body and soul we love you spread the good word stay horny always been a thick girl mm-hmm. right i think i think this is in my genetic makeup mm-hmm. because i've never been skinny i had to constantly apologize for taking up space hi goatees thanks for tuning in last season we did an episode about fat phobia and binge eating if you haven't heard it yet this is a great one to play during your commute this week and if i'm being completely honest with you all i had friends i've seen memes i've seen it in tv shows where people are like yeah i turned to food for comfort i never understood it until I got Ashland and I started to turn to food for comfort. It was the only pleasure center in my brain that I knew how to fire up. In all our years of friendship, these were things we never talked about because we either didn't know how to start the conversation or we just didn't feel comfortable sharing yet. And then my mom used to do this thing. Everything that I ate, she would observe. She would monitor. Mm. And I remembered... Um, sometimes she'll let me chew the food but spit it out. So I, at least I could taste it. Now that I really think back on it, it was a terrible time. We hope you take a listen. Head to twohornygoats.com slash episodes slash fatphobia to listen now. Or find the episode on Spotify and iTunes. Okay, now back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Two Crying Ghosts. I blew my nose. Everything's good now. But we're emotional, y'all. We're emotional. This is like college. We're like graduating college. Yeah, I feel Four like... Four years. I mean, talking about three lessons is no small feat, no, okay? I thought this would be like cutesy, but uh, uh, fucking always. all the time. <laughs> I should know by now. But I'm literally... It's four years. I... I still don't know. It. I still don't. I'm I like, still don't let's know do it. a light episode. Yeah, and then what's it, a like, light episode? But also, it's like I see Prisca, like her her eyes are brimming with <laughs> touched tears, and then I'm like, I can't, I, I can't. can't, I can't. <laughs> and we're in I person, so it it's in. like even more visceral. It's so like thick in the room. It's so thick I don't know. 
true. Yeah, like yeah. We, you just can cut it with a knife. Like, I know. It's so powerful. I know. It's like when you see the eyes of someone who loves you so much, like feeling so moved by what you're saying, it's really hard to like not, you know, you know be, be just like cut myself open and spill my guts out. Exactly. We're invested in each other. Yes. We have a vested interest in each other. And I will love you for every version you transform into for the rest of your life. And I know that the more you love yourself, the happier I am because you see a little more of what I see in you. And then I know the opposite is true. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful, right? It's like in the past you would think, oh, they're just being nice. Right. Right. Yeah, 2010 me would be like, oh, Roxy's just being nice. Yeah, and and then and then I would be so. Remember, like your hotel cafe show. I couldn't stop crying. Yeah. I was like a fucking mess. And if you can't tell that that's because of how proud I am, yeah. or like how how like I see your growth, and I'm just like such your champion. I like am so. I don't know. It's just such an honor to be your friend, you know, like in those moments that I, it just makes me so proud, Same. you know. And I think like friends are such wonderful mirrors of what you put out into the world Mm. and how you should receive it because you know you do so much good i also do so much good like Mm. we should be able to receive that kind of love openly yeah yeah i've learned so much about self-love through you both how you love me and then how you learn to love yourself it always influences me it goes both ways babe yeah well are you ready for your third lesson your third and final lesson for the goatees Again, I think these are all connected. I think they are too. Um, I'm learning, I've learned this year to stop passing myself up before someone else passes me up. Um, mm-hmm. I would snap and my fingers are <laughs> injured They're from crochet. out. <laughs> crotch, a crotch incident. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a little crotchety I'm right little, now. I'm a really little crotchety. crotchety. I'm super crotchety. crotchety. <laughs> Um, I, I think people that know me well, and I'm not saying this, it's going to sound whatever, humble bragging or whatever, but it's just a bad habit that I had Mm. of maybe getting an opportunity, Mm -hmm. feeling this fear inside my chest Mm -hmm. and then, and then being like, I'm not the right person for this, but this person is. And I would gas my friends up and I would... (sighs) connect my friends you with opportunities do, do that. Yeah. you know this about me and sometimes it now i feel like i'm much better at having discernment of like okay really this person's better but i'm learning to step into you know what it is i'm learning to not buy into the fear that strikes me i'm learning to sit with that fear and see what it actually means mm-hmm. and um sit with it until it becomes Less so fear, but more so like something tangible. Mm -hmm. So if I, for example, like if I get asked to like maybe be like a music director. Yeah. I can sit with that fear and be like, after, I think younger me would have been like, oh, I want to do it. I can't do it. I want to do it. I can't do it. I think me today is I'm like, you know what? Here's my experience level. I may not have exactly what you need right yeah, now yeah but these are my qualifications yeah and this is like my vision for it yeah you know what i'm saying and it's so different it's so different than before and it's so wild because that former version of yourself was actually just self-sabotaging yes 100 percent self-sabotaging you are not, you i think there's a part of us that's like we're a martyr right like no like yeah like, we're the bigger better person right because no. in a way it's like i don't believe i can do it but also if i give it to this person i'm gonna resent that decision right you know but it was just fear and, and it was me wanting to i think in a good way i never wanted to step over somebody to get to where i wanted to go right but then i also like missed the step in that lesson where it was like but it's okay to stand where you are even if you happen to block someone else's opportunity, like that's okay. That's not your fault. But, you know but what I also, mean? it's a door opening for you, you. yeah. Like yeah. it was offered to you, right? So the thing is, when we need to recognize mm-hmm. these opportunities mm-hmm. as doors opening for us, right? Rather than and and of course that fear is great because it's a challenge, right? right. About the choice that we choose to make in that moment. Yeah, and and even like recently, I I was asked to, to submit some, a tape for something. And, uh, I think before I would have 
I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not like I wasn't checking my email, you know? Right. But I would have really been hard on myself had I not gotten it. Mm-hmm. And this time I was like, you know what? If someone was better than me, good, great. Yeah. Honestly, like, cause I, 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 you know, I thought I did a good job. And if someone is better than cool, I'm just like, yeah, it is what it is. You yes. know? Yes. Don't you feel great? Oh, it feels so much better. It feels so it much feels better. So Remember much that better. fucking crippling anxiety oh that we used my to God. have? And then it would just take you from 100 to zero. Zero to 100. Zero to 100. Like, zero to 100. so much of my worth, so much of my happiness hinges on whether or not this person believes that I'm good enough for yes. something. Yes. Wrapped up in it. Yeah. Wrapped the fuck up in it. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of it, I think we also have the, you know, I just want to be real about it. I don't, I don't think that you can just snap your fingers and and feel this way right i think sometimes having some success helps you then understand and accept what rejection meant Mm. because sometimes if you just experience rejection let's just be real about this like i'm not saying someone who's only faced rejection can just wake up and be like i'm good with it i do think that living longer allows you for a plethora of experiences and sometimes having enough experiences with either success or Finding yourself in the position of being one of the gatekeepers, you know, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm saying if you are running auditions, if you are running interviews, when you are on that side of the table, you start to look at rejection really differently. This is a part of the onion, right? You have to experience it. You do. You can't just cut to the second layer of the onion without going through the top layer of the you onion. You got to go through all the layers of the onion. You have to go through all the layers of the onion. Top to tail. Yeah. That's so true, man. <laughs> no, no, seriously. It's like that's what happened with the Critics' Choice thing. Right. That was a turning point of like success, right? Right. And that was, that was when I started clocking myself with the same thing. Because mm. in the past, I'm just like, I'm going to pitch for every project. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to put everything in every project. Right. And then my reps are like, mm, is this, really, this is one really for you, though? Are you really connected? I'm like, I'll make myself connect I'll do with it. it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do Watch anything. me do it. Yeah. I can do it. I can mm-hmm. do anything. I could do anything better than lots of people. But it was never about what we, what you could or couldn't do. I. It was about what was meant to be in your path. Yes. And now we're owning that. Yes. And we, we, okay, it's fair. We wasted a lot of energy out in these streets, let's say. But also the wasting energy was part of the onion. It was the squiggly line to get us to step. I, I, we to have, step I, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, I think a big part of um, how people continue to beat themselves up. Yeah. No matter what age they are, no matter what. Nope. Is that, man, I regret because yeah. I wasted all this time. Yeah. But it's all a part of the onion. Needed to take that turn and swerve that way and go under that bridge and get lost and turn three times and like, you know, click your heels to get to where you needed to be. Exactly. And it's like now we are here and we're going to keep learning and we're going to keep growing and we're going to keep eating some piles of dog shit sometimes, you know. But it's true. at the same time, it's like I recognize these challenges. I know that they are there, and, you know. And you trust yourself in them. I do. and But, but <laughs> I think when I th- – think about that and mm-hmm. i start to spiral into these dark vortexes i just think about how i'm on the other side of the coin mm-hmm. of this very long path mm-hmm. and how different i am now mm-hmm. and how much happier i am now yeah you know yeah and of- imagine imagine how we'll feel in our 40s in our 50s in our 60s in our 70s like maybe our physical body will feel more aches and pains or whatnot. But like, imagine our love of, of self changing and transforming over time. I can't wait for us to be in our luxury retirement home together. Yeah. Can we do that? <laughs> All we'll, we'll still be doing episodes about <laughs> struggling <laughs> with money. <laughs> Too horny goats. No, we'll be in a luxury, luxury retirement. Yes. I'm going to figure something out. We dump our money into I, it. Oh yeah, no, it'll be better if we all just dump money in together. Yeah. Like, you we know? Can, but wouldn't it be funny if we could afford the luxury place, but we can't afford anything else because we put all of our money into it? Prisca. Maybe we would have sold two horny goats by then. If you're interested. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> you know, anything is possible. You know what I'm saying? And what uh, the thing that I want to hear most about is what your next lesson is. My final lesson. Um, I took great pleasure in the opportunity mm. to be an educator this year. I love how you even worked that because you know what? When you called Gotta me, close it. dude, there was, okay. When I just want to say when Roxy called me, it was a litany of, well, I don't have a master's degree and I don't have a PhD and this, but maybe possibly I might think about potentially, I think <laughs> maybe accepting, but because I think I can do it. 
Because, right, right. Uh, ma- but I don't have a master's, but maybe I, but talk to me. Talk to me. A oh, year under your belt. Oh, my God. You're yeah. going into year two. Talk to me about where you're at. I mean, hopefully year two if they don't fire me. <laughs> but I, I have to say, like, teaching has been so rewarding because all I can see is my younger self sitting mm-hmm. in every single one of those seats. Ugh. And, wow. and I feel like I'm using teaching as a way to connect with my younger self mm. because every single thing that these, I say you call them kids, but they're really, you know, grown ass adults and mm. students, but, um, all their fears, all their anxieties, mm-hmm. all of their questions, all of their worries mm-hmm. and all of insecurities is what I hope to tell my younger self. Mm. So I think I don't know if this is really a lesson, but I think that this has been a giant takeaway for me Mm. in terms of what I, what my purpose is, Mm. I would say, in terms of healing, Mm -hmm. like our podcast is healing, Mm -hmm. right? My filmmaking is healing Mm -hmm. and also my teaching is healing. Mm -hmm. So it's just really encapsulating all of that into this purpose, which I'm putting out really intentionally Mm. and spending the rest of my time in retreat mode, Mm. you know, and I just really want to save it up, you know, reserving energy. Yeah. Reserve my energy. And I hear that it's also healing your relationship with your younger self and with my current self. Yeah. Wow. Like all of it is sort of this, I mean, this is dark, but it's like, you know, the snake eating its tail, Mm -hmm. but like in a happy way. Yeah. 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 Like a positive way. Like a, like a, like like, like a dark way, but like make it pink. You know what I mean? Like make it cute. Yeah. And um, as some sparkles to it. But like adorable. (laughs) Absolutely. And no fangs, you know, just like, just like I am just licking my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Poison. Totally. I mean, as a Capricorn, you got to have some darkness in there, right? You got to embrace your inner shadow. You got to have the darkness, have the light. You got to have it. You got to have it. Can't have one without the other. So, um, so I think, yeah, I, I'm just, I just loved having this conversation. I basically have no idea. <laughs> this These has been people, so healing. It's been so, it's been so mo- mo- monumental, momentous, right? Massive, literally and, massive. Yeah. You know, goatees, hopefully you have also taken some time to think about your three lessons this yeah. year and to give yourself credit for all the growing that you've done and as can- well. Can you all turn in your homework? Can you send that to hello at twohornygoats.com? We'll be waiting here. If you journal, take a little pic pic, send it to us. We don't have to share it. Say don't share it. It can just be for us. Remember when teachers would say that? Like it'll just be for me. No one will see that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's so true. But Because we want, you know, I think the thing about doing this podcast is obviously there's so much togetherness with Roxy and I. But I do wish we could kind of like break the fourth wall and like have y'all chime in more because we love to hear it. So please write to us. Like we love hearing from you because we do pour a lot of blood, sweat and tears into this show. And even just a little line dropped, you don't even know what it means to us. Like it, it, it like I will text Roxy in all caps and be like, look, look what we got today and be like, ah. And speaking of speaking of, we're gonna transition really good, really great way of like introducing to this next part or last part of our episode is we're looking to the future, right? Like we're yeah. looking to season five of Two Horny Goats, yeah. and uh, we're also going to share a really nice message yes. from a goatee that's written to us. Should we do right? that right now? We should do it, but also it's like yeah, we should do that. We should. Do should it. we, we should. do that? We should and do then we'll that talk first, about and then we'll five. talk about season okay. five. Okay. Okay. This is our lovely friend Michelle. Michelle! I think she goes by Shell. Um, hey, and Shell. That's where, it, yeah. I think she goes by Shell. Hey, hey, Shell. Hey, Shell. She says, Hi, Roxy Prisca. Hello from Vancouver, Canada. Just want to say I really love your podcast and it really inspired me a lot. This morning, I was listening to Voice Note from Our Mothers. <laughs> It's so touching. And I particularly appreciate and love the fact that Roxy's mom got to share in her own language in Mandarin. Aww. That was really fucking cool. Yeah. It's so genuine and candid that, and it touched my heart deeply. I'm having a wedding next month. <gasps> congratulations! Oh my gosh! And it, congratulations! It made me want to ask my mom to share too. Aww. Literally like whatever she wants to say. Haha, mm-hmm. I just felt like she has been working so much but really didn't get a chance to express her thoughts and feelings. Aww. That's really wonderful. And that's probably very true. Yeah. You know? Because, like, our parents pour so much into us and we, you know, forget they're full people sometimes. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Sometimes I forget. Uh, I also wanted to thank you both for encouraging us to embrace and love our true selves. I have, I always have this inner voice saying to myself that I'm so useless. Mm. I vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm so dumb. I'm such a boring person. Been mm. there. Yep. Relatable content. And 
That's why I found the episode about inner voices so relatable. I love how you both are able to overcome all these inner voices and able to live out and embrace who you are. It's really encouraging. Anyway, just want to send this email to you and tell you that you girls are so amazing and so is your podcast. Ah, Thank you! Two crying goats! Two crying goats! (laughs) Can I just say, I forwarded this email to my mom and my mom (gasps) responded. She goes, how can Oh my gosh, so touching! So shout out, like my mom saw your message, okay? She's feeling it! Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to write this. Yeah. It makes us so happy to get these messages from you guys. So it really Please send does. It to us so we could share with everybody. Yeah. And also just thank you for sharing so vulnerably. Yeah. Like just uh, we all have those dark inner voices that tell us that we're worthless and that we're useless. I'm not going to lie. When you're when you're there and that's the loudest voice in your head, it's so dominating and exhausting. Right. And I feel for you. And I also hope that you get to a point where those voices I don't think ever go away. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the point. I don't think the point is ever for those voices to go away. But maybe to like understand the the untruthfulness of it mm-hmm. so that it can kind of just wash over you and pass. We have to rewrite the narratives that we write about ourselves, right? <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. that comes with reflecting and mm-hmm. that comes with journaling. Like mm-hmm. if you ever journal and you see like how you've journaled years ago, mm. you see how differently you talk to yourself. Oh, you yeah. I mean, all of it just requires a lot of inner work, but we're just so touched that you decided to share that with us today. Yeah. And we're here encouraging you, yes. you know, to live as you, to express yourself authentically. Right. And you that you have matter. the energetic love and goodwill from the two horny yes. folks here. Yes. We're cheering you on. We're cheering you on. And congratulations on your wedding! Send us photos. Yes, please. Yes, please. You know, when we get notes like this, it really encourages us, and we want to continue doing what we do. We're going to take a little hiatus. We're going to take a breaky break over the holidays. We're going to enjoy some autumnal seasony in Seattle. Yes, pumpkin spice, matte spice latte, spice latte. Thank you, document. But also, Prisca, what? are you envisioning and feeling out there for our next season? So obviously in season five, we're going to do more of the same. It's the same two crying horny goats, like (laughs) two besties just trying to get through life, surviving its ups and downs. Don't change a good thing. No, no. (laughs) But I think what we want to do is extend our interests by finding folks and experts that we want to talk to Mm -hmm. from either around the internet or people that we have in our lives. We want to extend that and, and have we don't want to put a number on it yet, but a number of interviews with other people. We're we're looking to invite a third person into our bed um, just for an episode at a time yeah. and extend what our interests are and bring in people that can further our education. We're ready to invite a third into us. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're excited for that. And also public speaking at schools and universities. If you're out if there, you book us. if you want to book us, we are available. Yes. Please book us. Please. We'd love to or do for your a events. comedy show. I don't know. We can moderate your, your things like, <laughs> yeah. you know, talk to us. We would love, 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 love to, I think Roxy is, I've seen her in action. She's a tremendous moderator. I myself am, am, you know, Excellent. Exemplary. Okay. So you guys think, I mean, we had like one live event, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But so those of you who went like can see Thank it. You. We are good on the podcast, but we're even better. In person. Live. The babe. energy. We lick it up. Yeah. We, we lick, lick it, it up. We will. I will stare at you in the eyes until you're very titillated or uncomfortable, whichever you prefer. In the words of Gen Z, we leave no crumbs. <laughs> oh, in other words of Gen Z, bet. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't sound right for millennials. I'm sorry. I know. I'm trying to make it work, but it really doesn't. But anyways, (laughs) I feel like this is the last train of the station heading towards us now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a fucking train. Well, depends on what planet. Maybe. In Revolupalorb 237, really, that's what trains sound like. I have no unsolicited <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. Um, I think it's I fine. have a quickie. Yeah. Let's see. What do I have? Okay. Out in Chino Hills, there's not a ton, a ton, a ton of great, great food. There's good um, Chinese food, pretty good Taiwanese food. In Roland, there's like a 
litany of yes. great Asian food, right? Yes. But near us, we recently discovered Soul House. Okay. I guess they first opened in Irvine, and okay. now they're in Chino Hills. It's kind of a Korean comfort food place where they have Solongtang, they have Nangmyeon, like they have a whole like kind of like range of mm. Korean comfort food. Yum. And we literally went not expecting too much, and it, like the Solongtang, Abe and I, like we literally went two days in a row. That's Is how it much better we liked than Shincheon. I don't know if it's better, but it's comparably good mm. you know it's comparably good and the panchan's great and the the service is pretty quick and yeah. like it, and it's in chino <laughs> you know what i mean like i mean we I need mean, it honey totally. we need it yeah we need it i need it um so second pick is of course y'all know i love my master class yes especially when it comes to cooking yes um and gabrielle's uh is it Ga- gabriella cameras is it what Gabriella Cauda's um, masterclass on Mexican cooking, Mexican cuisine is one of my favorites. I've been making her dishes like for weeks like and weeks and weeks. Like the fish tacos? Yes. The, oh. the roasted whole fish, pescado a la talla. Oh my God. With a red sauce and a green First sauce. First of all, y'all need to follow at Prisca Cooks, okay? Like Prisca <laughs> is posting and sharing all of the recipes. That Trying. She's been, it, I get so jealous. <laughs> I literally salivate looking at your stories and I'm just like, what are you going to open your restaurant? Oh my gosh. I am just learning. I love learning about food as y'all know. Yeah. And um, hopefully soon, Roxy and I, well, maybe not that soon because I'm going to Seattle for six, seven weeks, but we want to do our two dishes, maybe IG live episode, yes! maybe YouTube streaming and get out there and get out in front of you and show you guys, you know, what we're learning to cook. I just want to eat Prisca's food. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. <laughs> okay. I do have one rec. Okay. Have you been to Lupio Kitchen? No. Lupio's Kitchen? Okay, so my friend Jet is like, she's spends like half her time in France. She's like super, Ugh. super French. She's so hot. She's super French. Yeah. And uh, she basically knows a lot of really great restaurants okay. in LA. <gasps> and she said, you want to go to Lupio's Kitchen? It's on Vermont. It's like, we know a Figaro Bistro. Yeah. But Lupio's Kitchen is just a couple blocks down the street. And every time I used to pass by Lupio, I think it's Lupio, but I thought it was a brunch place yeah. because it's like croque monsieur's and oh. like, you know, omelets and stuff. But apparently they have a dinner service that's <gasps> reservation only. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it's amazing. Oh my God. Okay. It's so good. Oh my God, I want to go. I will take you. Okay. It's delicious. And it's so quaint and it's <gasps> so French. And it's so, like, you could, like, every single dish was amazing. We got, like, the mussels and fries. Oh. We got the steak frites. Shut up. We got, like, they're amazing. They have, like, this incredible, like, everything was made with local <gasps> farmers market stuff, but, like, they had this incredible dessert that's literally just, like, chocolate mousse with strawberries Stop. and cream. I want. But, like, there was sherry in it. And, oh. like, it was. So, and the dark chocolate was so dark. It was so decadent and not too sweet. Like, <gasps> Asian, That's too, like the highest I, compliment. Like literally I could have eaten the whole fucking thing oh by myself. Oh my God. And at first I was like, this is too much. Like we should just share. But really I could have just no. eaten the whole thing by myself. Fuck. Um, once the mosquito season dies down a yeah. little bit more, because I think I got bitten like twice there. Oh, I we'll would go. happily okay. take you. This is what I love about LA though. Like anyone who says they don't like LA, like you just have not seen enough of it. Like there's shit like that. Hundred. That we've lived here for I how know, long? It just like passed it's like I don't even think about it exactly. twice exactly and it's like a sleeper hit you need sometimes you need the right person to unlock doors for you to walk through and see absolutely it. and that's true in life as well and Roxy thank you for an incredible season 4 <laughs> <laughs> I can't Ew, believe it. Goes. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, just be very gentle with my hands because I have okay. crochet hands. Okay, I'm holding hands you. I'm touching you too. I love you so much. I love much. you so much. Thank you for being the best partner in life. Thank and, you. And you thank know. you, Goatees, for walking along with us on this journey. You know, Goatees, like, I bestow upon you an amazing holiday season. Give it. An amazing new year. Manifest. You know, like, Speak shit's it. gonna be shit, but at the same time, we got each other, and I'm saying, yeah. like, we love you. Less hurricanes, please. And less more... hurricanes and less mosquitoes. <laughs> more pumpkin spice lattes. Yes. Like, we want the pumpkin spice. We want the Halloween. We want the spooky. <laughs> and I think oh. we are going to take, like you said, the retreaty treat. We're going to take a well-deserved breaky break and grow and continue changing and come back with better topics and more things to say. So have a horny holiday. And remember, stay horny. Writing letters to myself, to myself and no one else. Don't know if they'll get delivered. 
I know I'm not doing well. Like the ice will never melt in this never-ending winter. Go!